Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Tonight, Tuesday night, we will be entering the month of Menachem Av. The month of Av, we are beginning the nine days before the ninth of Av, which is um, Tisha B'Av, is the saddest day of the Jewish calendar. It's a day in which we mourn the destruction of our two temples, uh, which were destroyed thousands of years ago. And um, the Jews today, we still are mourning these two edifices and we have to understand why. So by, by contrast, every month is received with a lot of joy, uh, with welcoming, uh, it, uh, it, we're glad to have a new month. But this month of Av, uh, the sages teach us that we have to decrease our joy. That once the month of Av uh, comes in, we have to be less happy than normal. So for nine days, we abstain ourselves from music, from uh, parties, from weddings. We don't eat meat, we don't drink wine, only on Shabbos. We don't buy new clothes, we don't build new homes. We don't go on a vacation these nine days. So it's a, it's a time in which the Jewish people are mourning. Also, it's a time that historically, uh, there has been a lot of sorrow in the Jewish history, uh, in the Inquisition, in the Holocaust. It's a time of uh, danger. So we abstain ourselves from doing things that could put our, uh, us in danger. So um, according to the book of Yetzirah, the, the, the book of creation, uh, there's uh, fascinating insights into the months into each month and especially into this month and it says that the truth is in this month in particular that the fascinating assignment awaits us that is more important than any other which is the the potential of the month the, the what is the seed that is planted in the month of Ab is really um, it's it's a seed that is planted for the future that during this month, instead of being a month of mourning, it's going to become a month of joy, a month of extreme joy. And it says that Mashiach is actually born on the 9th of, of Av. So a day that is so sad for the Jewish people, in reality, has the potential for great joy. So we see here that, um, that the name of the month which is Menachem Av. Menachem means to comfort, and Av means father, it's the comforting father. It's a month in which Hashem is comforting his children, he's, he's telling them, I know you have erred, I know you have done a lot of boo-boos in your life, but I know that you have in you, I trust, I know, I, I, I believe in you that you're gonna be able to turn around and, uh, and bring the world to what it's really meant to be. So the prophets promised that, that, the, that the, the fast on the, on the fourth month, which is the month of Tammuz, that we uh, did this, this fast uh, two, two weeks ago, uh, and the month of the ninth of Av, which comes on the fifth month, will be, become for the house of Judah a time of rejoicing and happiness and of good holidays. So right now we're crying and one day it's going to be all feasting. So that is why we have the custom of naming this month Menachem Av, comfort of uh, the comforting father, it, because it infuses us with a, with a feeling that the 
suffering that we have to endure in our lives each person has to go through their own uh, how they call them petalists like uh, pebbles in their shoes there's no person in this world that goes through life without suffering this is something it's a creation of this reality that we're in but all this suffering has a purpose it's not in vain it, it, there's a, the, the, it contains the salvation for each one of us is in the suffering so we see that we infuse it from the start with a joyful comfort uh, moreover in Hasidut the above mentioned adage is rendered to read when Av comes in we decrease in joy we diminish our unwanted issues through joy so what it means is the, the the Rebbe was very much into having good thoughts think good and it will be good joy breaks all barriers this is our Hasidic way of thinking not only from the Lubavitch uh, sect but also from Breslov and all Hasidim they think that joy is a very important component in our in our lives to be able to to bring out the good in anything that is uh, is being uh, uh, concealed so it says that when the sages say that when the month of Av comes in you have to decrease in joy Hasidut teaches us that our unwanted issues through uh, we decrease them through joy so that's what they they think this is what it means and how exactly do we do that that's the, the the million dollar question uh, what is there to be joyful about in this month if, if we're crying for since the, the the spies went into the land of Israel and they came back with a bad report and for 40 years the Jewish people were dying in the desert before coming into the land of Israel exactly on the 9th of Av every 9th of Av they, they would die and, uh, and then we have the destruction of the first temple and the second temple and we have all these things going on in our lives so what are these Hasidic people telling us that when we brush off our issues then we can find the concealed joy in, in them so as usual we can meditate on the essence of the month by contemplating the letter with which it was created so the Zohar, uh, the Kabbalah in its wisdom it teaches us that Av is spelled Aleph Bet Av it's the two first letters of the, Jew, of the Jewish uh, alphabet of the Hebrew alphabet and this is clear indication that the entire series of, of letters is significant here it's also interesting to note that the book of Tanakh is associated with the month of Av and the scroll of lamentation is the only book of the Tanakh in which the majority of, of the verses uh, follow an alphabetical order so that sages even took care to explain this phenomenon is a phenomenon why were they afflicted by the Aleph Bet because they transgressed the Torah which was given with the Aleph Bet so this is the first two letters of the alphabet and um, so it says that because we transgress the Torah, we transgress the words of the Torah, this is why we've been given this affliction. So furthermore, the number of days between the, the straits, between the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av, includes the, um, 22 days, it's three weeks, it's 22 days, which allude to the 22 letters that are in the Hebrew uh, alphabet. So the month of Av was created with the letter Tet. This is the, the letter that rules the month. 
and the, simply speaking, the numerical value of this letter tet is nine, is, is the number nine, which alludes to the ninth of Av. So we see here that the Torah is a blueprint of creation. Hashem first created um, a manual, an architectural plan, and then he created the world. And the letter Tet first appears in the verse, and God saw that the light was good, as the initial letter of the word good is Tov. So we see that when Hashem created life, he said and he saw that the light was good. So this proves that the letter Tet is a, apparently a very good letter, because the word Tov is written with the letter Tet. So in the Torah is in the word good. So this also explains why neither the word good, which is tov, nor the letter tet appear in the text of the Ten Commandments as they appear in, in Exodus. So we see here, why was the word good not mentioned in the first tablets? And the, the reason is because the first tablets were not meant to be eternal. They were destroyed on the 17th of Tammuz after the Jewish people sinned with the golden calf and Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down with them and he saw this whole denigration and he just threw them into the ground and destroyed them. And because of that, the, the letter Tet was not included in the first set of tablets. By contrast, in the Ten Commandments, as they appear in, in, in the book of Devarim, the word good does appear in the face in order that it will be good for you. So since this is a version that was written on the second set of tablets, which were not broken and they're eternal, like we don't know where they are, the original ones, but they exist, this means that the letter Tet and the word good are suited to appear on something that has con a continued existence and not something that is transitory. So we see that for Hashem, Anything that is um, eternal, anything that has a value of eternity, which is holy, holiness is eternal. You know, every mitzvah you do is holy. The only thing you take with you the day you leave this world is, is your, your mitzvot. This is what you take with you. So that's why it says that anything that is transitory does not contain the letter Tet. Anything that is eternal, that is uh, that's infinite, it, it will contain the, the letter Tet. So as it says in the literal meaning of the words, and God saw that it was good. God wanted creation to exist. So, so it is rather surprising that the month of Av is the month that was created with the letter Tet, the good letter. It doesn't make any sense. Such a month, a month that we've been crying for thousands of years. It's a, it's a, you, you hear the month of Av is coming and you're like dreading it. It's really like, it, 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 you feel this heavy burden on top of you. But nevertheless, we're taught that it was created with the Tet, with a, with a Tov, with goodness. So the, we see that the, 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 the worst, uh, things that happened to the Jewish people in history come in this, in this month of Av. But then we have to understand that then there has to be some good hidden in the bad. And this is the, 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 the teaching of, of this month, that there's no, there's no bad. There's no such thing that there, there is a complete evil in the world. Everything that is negative, that you see, that you perceive, that you feel, as a negative thing in your life, in reality, it has contained in it, it's, it's, it's hidden, it's, it's like a seed that has been planted of, of goodness. A lot of goodness can come from that. 
So we see here that there's a, there's a story of a, of, a, of a very, very pious man that this will come to explain to us. What this means is that there's this man that was known as a Nahum, a Nahum Ishgamzu. And Nahum Ishgamzu, he had complete faith in Hashem and he saw that the world, everything had, had goodness in it. And he would always say, this is also for the good. Anything that had happened to him, he would say, Gamzu Tova, Gamzu Tova. If he would fall and break a leg, Gamzu Tova. This is also for the good. And there's a story told of him that he was taking a, a chest full of stones, of jewels, of uh, precious stones to the, to the Roman emperor. Uh, he was taking it to, to him to, to bring shalom between the Jewish people and the, and the Romans. And when he stopped in an inn to sleep on his way down to Rome, the innkeeper saw what he was bringing. And at that night when he was sleeping, he exchanged the, the precious stones and he filled the chest with the sand. And uh, he stole the, the jewels. So the next day he went off to, um, to Rome. He didn't realize they had stolen his, his precious jewels. And he came to the, to the Roman emperor and with a gift from, from, Israel, from Jerusalem. And when they opened the chest, what do they find? They find this sand. So the emperor was very, very uh, upset at him. And he, he would say, Gamzuletova, this is also for the good. And he was gonna hang him in the, he was gonna kill him. And he put him in the dungeon. And he would say, Gamzuletova, Gamzuletova. And it seems that the prophet Eliyahu came disguised as one of the ministers of this emperor. And he said to the emperor, you know, in this chest, you think that is regular sand, but in reality, it's not regular sand. It's a very special sand. This is the sand that Abraham Avinu used to fight the kings and the other the wars that he had to fight. And this sand, when you open the chest, miraculously, it comes out and it becomes arrows and it attacks all your enemies and it, it kills them. So the, the king, the emperor was like, really, this is true? He says, okay, try it out. And at that moment, he was in a certain war with another country and they took the chest to the war and they opened the, the chest and um, eventually the, the sand came out and it became arrows and it attacked the all, all the other army, it killed everybody and he, he won the war. So later on he brought uh, Nahum Ishkamzu back and he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know you had brought me this very special gift. I, I see how special it is. How can I repay you? And so he filled the chest with the precious stones and he, and he returned him to, to Israel, to Jerusalem. And the peace was amongst the Jews and the Romans for a while. So we see from here that that mentality of Nahum Ish Gamzu, this is for the good. Gamzu Letova, this is a mentality that a Jew has to has, have through his life. And, um, and the month of Av, even if it's very draining and very tough, especially these nine days that we're going into that you feel like you're mourning, you're mourning something, something that died, obviously, and it's hard to mourn for something that you never had a relationship with because even if we learn about the temple and we try to understand what the temple meant, we will never understand really what that time was for the Jewish people, like all these open and revealed miracles that happened on those days. 
in the, the presence of the Shekhinah of God that was present and manifest and you could feel it and you could uh, like a person would get sick and he would know exactly why he was sick and he could correct his ways so we are not living in the in the in the Geula we're living in the Galut we're living in exile and in exile uh, darkness is very dark where we are right now we see the darkness we feel the darkness and sometimes we hit ourselves against the walls because we can't really see straight and it's exile people cannot have clear vision so so we see from this story of Gamzu Nahum Ish Gamzu that uh, that we have this is the way that we have to look at the world this is the way that we we must redirect our vision the month of Tammuz, uh, the sense that ruled the month of Tammuz was the, the sense of sight, vision. The month of, of Av, the sense that rules the month of Av is the hearing, to hear. So when you see something, you witness something, you know what you saw. But we, we are very, uh, we're very, uh, how do you say this? Uh, we don't see things straight. Sometimes you look at the news and it's fake news. Most of the times it's fake news and you're being fed all this information and you think it's true because you're seeing it. Like look at the, at, at the Palestinians, how they make all these fake news about Israel and they put the baby and the, and the Jewish soldier and they make this whole picture and everything is a fake. It's not real and you are completely sure that it's true because you saw it with your eyes. So not always when you see things, they are the, the truth, they are the reality. So the month of Av, we connect to the sense of hearing and when we hear, it's a very different uh, way of absorbing reality. It, it, you, you're not a witness, you didn't see it. But when you hear, when you listen, it's, a, it's, about, it's more about looking at that hidden light, it's about listening to what is contained inside of the words you know to be a good listener takes a lot of skill a lot of skill most people are not good listeners they they they, they listen zero about what someone is telling them like they're they're listening but they're answering back in two seconds what they're thinking and it's not easy to be a good listener but if you're able to tap into the listening mode and you're able to tap into the words of what people tell you you can really come to the truth by just seeing what they're telling you. Like, if a person tells you, you know what, I'm very upset because I was expecting this from this person, and you really listen to that person, then you're gonna say, oh yes, you, you're upset, you, you, you feel bad because you were expecting something, and you, this is the way you feel. So when you're hearing, you can tap more into the feeling, into the emotions of a person, than when you're seeing. Because when you're seeing, you become more judgmental. When you're listening, you're less judgmental. You can really tap into the, into the feeling of the person and, 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 and create empathy with that person. You can really feel what they're feeling. So we see here that when everything is clear and revealed, when Mashiach comes, until he doesn't come, we're not going to be able to see the good light because that light that Hashem created on that first day of creation and He said, it's tough, the light that I created is good, 
at that moment he realized that light would not be able to sustain itself in this world, in exile. So what did he do? He concealed that light. That light is not there for us right now. But that light is concealed and the moment that we have our Messiah comes and we are redeemed and we, are, um, we come to our redemption when we leave this very sad, long, dark exile and we're going to come into the light and into the truth, then we're going to be able to, to listen and to see the truth of what really the world is all about. It says that the suffering that we have to endure at these moments really are the diamonds that we need to be able to come into the times of Messiah. Like if we would understand the preciousness of the suffering, once Messiah comes and you can see how much you gain from it, you would have, you would have uh, wanted even more, so you could have gained more. Uh, but in exile, you cannot see life like that. You, you, you're suffering, you're suffering, you don't see it. Because we, we can't, we don't have that light that allows us to see this truth. When Messiah comes, we, we will be able to come to understand what that means. So we believe that there is some good even at a time of destruction. But what is that good? To understand what is, we need to relate to this uh, story of Nahum Ishkamsu that I just told you about. So the, in Hasidic terminology, on the ninth of Av, we reach the point of nothingness. This is the whole point of the nine days, is to come to a point where we bitul, we nullify ourselves to the service of Hashem, and we see that we're really nobody, we're nothing, and that by power of which we level, reality is born. And sometimes to allow something new to come into the world, you have to like erase whatever is in the world. If you want to learn something new, you have to get rid of all the pre-learning uh, pre that you have. If you, have to, you want to learn a new concept or a new uh, idea of a, of a new book or something, a new mimer of the Rebbe or a new parasha or anything that you're going to learn that it's new, if you come with all that you know, you're not going to have space to learn what is new. So what it means here is that the ninth of Av, we reach the point of nothingness by power of which a new level of reality is born, which like the disintegration of a seed, you know, when you plant a seed and a tree grows, in reality, the tree doesn't come from the seed. The seed disintegrates in the ground and then the ground has the potential to bring a tree into life. That's how it activates the, the soil. So the disintegration of a seed before it begins to grow and cannot appear as long as the old reality remains there in existence. So from this we can understand that the service that is required of each and every one of us in order to reach the hidden goodness of the ninth of Av is to be at the level of nothingness. We have to come to a point where we can say, you know, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. I'm really nothing. I'm, I'm a piece of God in this world and, 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 and that, that's all I know. But I'm nothing, I'm not, I'm not my eyes, I'm not my ears, I'm not my nose, I'm not my body, I'm not even my mind. When a person leaves this world, he has nothing of this. Not your intellect, not your emotions, nothing of this. It's nothing. The only thing that really exists is your core, your essence, which is one with Hashem. 
So to completely adopt the, the attribute of pos positive lowliness, this is not to make your self-esteem low, this is not what the, the, the teachings of the, of the Zohar are giving us. What it's telling us is that we, we say at the end of the Amida prayer, and my soul should be like dust to all. This is the secret of Abraham's dust because he said of himself, and I am like the dust and the ashes. So when you feel that you're nothing, that you're really a, whatever Hashem wants you to be, you're going to be whatever he, he puts for you to be, then you're going to be, you're going to have that, that sand like Nahumish Gamsu. You're going to be able to, to have all these miracles done for you. And so the destruction and death of the ninth of Av really bring us to the nothingness after which a new reality can flourish. So we have to come to become humble people. We have to realize that really we're nothing without God. That the only reality that there is in the world is Hashem. There's only God. That's all. And we're here because he wants us to be here. We're part of his plan. We're part of his world. He needs us here because he wants to reveal his, himself in the world. He wants a dwelling place for himself in this world. But without him, really, we're nothing. There's nothing. There's no purpose, no meaning in life. There's nothing. So we can complete our understanding of the hidden goodness by returning to the letter Tet, whose numerical value is 9. Who knows, and it says, who knows nine in the Seder of the Seder night in Pesach, who knows nine when we sing the songs at the end. And the reply is nine months of childbirth. We can thus meditate upon the first nine days of the month of Av as each day being one month of a child, of a pregnancy. And the ninth of Av is the culmination of that pregnancy, which brings the, the baby into the world. So we meditate the nine days of the month of Av as if there are nine months of pregnancy, in which each month is reduced to one day. And the initiating moment of pregnancy is on the first day of Av, Rosh Chodesh Av, which is tonight, and the memorial day of passing of Aaron. We know that Aaron HaKohen passed on, the first, on Rosh Chodesh Av, tonight is his uh, earth side and we know that when a, when a tzaddik is born or when a tzaddik leaves this world is a very auspicious day is that we know that the tzaddik has more power over the world when he's not physically here than when he when he lived in this world so so we see here that at this point the hidden goodness is a present within the mother's womb in the form of a developing fetus fetus and the one who is born on the ninth of Av, after nine days of pregnancy, is none other than Mashiach himself. So the day of the ninth of Av has the potential to bring Mashiach to the world. It, it's going to be, become a birthday instead of being a yurt site. And Mashiach is the goodness hidden in the very destruction itself. Because the destruction of the image that we were hooked onto previously releases us to wait expectantly for a new reality to appear. You know, right now that we're living in Corona times, oh, it feels so true and it feels so real. Like the reality of everybody was shattered, shattered to the ground. Businesses are not what they used to be. Government is not what it used to be. The people are not what they used to be. The whole system has been put in a different uh, place. 
the world as we knew it five months ago doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. It's not going to come back. After this, we, we're, we are thrown into a new, complete reality. And it's up to you, to each person, to adopt that new reality in the service of God and bringing the true, true, true reality, which is Mashiach, the coming of Mashiach, which is the, the purpose and the reason Hashem made the world. This is the whole purpose of, our, of us being here, is to bring the Geula. He created the world in six days, and the seventh day He rested. That Shabbat, the seventh day, is a microcosm of the days of Mashiach, which is a time of peace, love, prosperity, no sickness, no, no hunger. Everybody's going to be uh, transparent to what they are. And, and it's a time of, of, of goodness, of a lot of joy. So, so we see that we must, must make an effort to hear the goodness that is hidden in the bitterness of the destruction. Wish happy birthday to Mashiach, who will come to comfort us, showing us how this too is really for the best, like Nahum Ishkamsu taught us. We diminish our mourning over the destruction by revealing the hidden goodness and the inner joy that will eventually come to, to the fore. And even on the ninth of Av, which appears as dark, very dark, even though one must bitterly weep because this is what we do, we sit down and we cry for the destructions of our temples and as Napoleon Bonaparte said, people that cry for their temples thousands of years after are sure to, to be able to bring the, the, the true third temple, eternal temple back to the world and restore the world to, to what it, it should be. So we see that one must rejoice the king's heart with the future joy when Menachem Mashiach is born and he will redeem us quickly and God will rejoice in his actions and sovereignty and will be returned to him as the days of the old. So you have to close one door to be able to open a new one and begin a new reality. So I wish you a blessed week, blessed month and live a little higher. Thank you.